0: Hello and welcome to an episode of The Adrian Hipster. I am your host, Bob Serrano. Today I am joined by Yesenia Curiel. Hello, Yesenia. Thank you for being on.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited, nervous, and all the above.
0: Great. And before we get started, I just want to kind of remind everyone, please rate, review, and follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Citrus, Spotify, and Podbean. If you have any questions or would like to be a guest on this podcast, please write in to me at my Gmail account hipster network at gmail.com all right yousininia so I gave you four an assignment I gave you and I asked you to do four songs but I also kind of left it kind of open-ended to do four just just I guess cultural touchstones that really kind of takes you through your life you know we did this before with uh my friend Heather where it was just uh each one of these touch touchstones I was really looking to correspond to a certain point in your life so the first one Kind of like your childhood, where you came from the second one, your biggest, you know, like your, your young adulthood, you know, in high school, college, that kind of thing. Uh, the third one is kind of when you get out and you're becoming an adult. And then the fourth is where you are now and where you are heading. So you told me that you did not do songs because you kind of figure out which Limp Bizkit song you like the best, but <laughs> so exactly. i am very I am very interested about what this first thing is. What's the first thing that kind of reminds you of your childhood?
1: Okay. so growing up in Watsonville, California, you have basically little Mexico. And I'm very proud of that. But with it, my household was also. I mean, culturally, you had my parents who Mexican uh, immigrants but when I was trying to think about a music or song, I ended up deciding to talk about two TV shows, which were one, Sabado Gigante, which is Big Saturday.
0: a los participantes de hoy de la explosión de la risa which
1: i think aired for like 30 years and basically it was just um the host was called don don francisco that was his name he's still alive and he still does appearances here and there but it was just kind of like a entertaining show with crazy contests and emotional stories and live entertainment which kind of helped me think, like, all right, I can't decide on one artist, but this place had it all, including music. And sometimes they would interview the artist after. And I just remember it was definitely a gathering where, whether it was just me and my mom or the whole family sitting to kind of watch it, it was happening.
0: And so your parents came from Mexico, right? They did. Where Where in Mexico?
1: They came from a small town in Jalisco. I uh, probably in the early 80s or late 70s. I'm gonna go with late mm-hmm. 70s. That sounds right.
0: Did they work in the fields in Watsonville?
1: They did a little bit of everything. I know mm. they did they were in the valley. I remember mention the mentioning grapes, mentioning nuts. Sometimes we'll drive through fields and my mom like knows what each tree is and I'm just <laughs> like I should know that because. It's kind of my line of work, but I don't. So thank you, Mom. Um, <laughs> yes. But then she actually, both my parents, ended up working. There's The hometown I'm in was pretty big f- for cannery uh, companies. And they worked there probably, I would say, a good chunk of the 80s. I think my dad was a packaging company of some sort for, like, frozen foods. Mm-hmm. And he was there for at least, like, two decades before they closed and, and moved on. But my mom, she actually ended up working in a kitchen, and she's an amazing cook, and that's that's her passion. That's what she does.
0: Did everybody else in your family kind of follow suit? You Because you're in produce as well. Did everybody else kind of go to the family business too, or no?
1: Not necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I got into produce, and I think it was just in sales, and it was just kind of how it worked out for me i i remember going to the university thinking i'm gonna get into hospitality but business is business and i got into international business with my first real big girl job but i mean retail sales and here i am but with my family back to my family my siblings they're all over the place it none of them i'm the only uh one who went to college and did that whole thing and they're very proud. Sometimes it was kind of heavy. I felt like I was taking one for the team in a way where I'm like, "All right, mm-hmm. I'll do it." But it's it's just also part of my personality like I I always loved school and I guess I I they would push me. They would support me. One big thing is I'm the youngest of five and my oldest brother and I are 16 years apart. And my closest sister and I are eight years apart. So I was definitely a surprise of some sort. You're an oops,
0: uh, oops, baby.
1: A hundred percent. And I, that definitely shaped me. It shaped uh, my goals and what I wanted to do and their support. Mm-hmm. Where who knows if I was in their shoes, maybe I would have. Who knows if I would have decided to go to school or not. Maybe there was other responsibilities or priorities at the time. I mean, to this day everyone works six or five, six or seven days out of the week. Weekends don't exist. If you have a day off, um, in most Hispanic families, it's during the week
0: mm-hmm.
1: because every day is a work week, a work day.
0: Um, I mean, probably, especially during the spring and summer, right. In Watson, in that area in the central. Yeah, Thomas. exactly
1: that. I mean, I'm in this living, growing up in the salad bowl. There's always something going on at least work wise during, you know, Monday through Sunday. I just feel, no, Saturday was definitely a time where in the evening, it got a little calm, finally, mm-hmm. after a long work week. And Sundays, my parents work but it would be like half days. But it was just kind of gearing up to, all right, Sunday's going to be a lot, a lot smoother. <laughs>
0: yeah. So like big Saturday, everyone is just relaxing. So it sounds like that everyone just sort of come over. I'm sure your, your mom cooked, right? There's you know, always food. There's always food. Always food. Put on the TV, watch the variety shows. Right? Is that what kind of your Saturday is? Yeah, and, and the is thing you...
1: is, yeah, like, and it's it's kind of like uh, during the week. There's mm-hmm. the commercials for like, and this Saturday, so and so will be on. So you're already looking forward to it. Like, who is it, and what's happening? And oh my gosh, there's this big cheese man that just occurred, and so and so is going to get interviewed about the cheese man, which is gossip. And you need to know the gossip, so you got to watch it.
0: Like, what guests were you the most excited about seeing on Big Saturday?
1: Um, I think it's that looking back, probably, so this is where I'm a little confused, because I was also going to mention a show on Sunday that was just Uh as
0: popular. What was that?
1: It was called um, Siempre en Domingo, Always on Sunday. (laughs) I know, right? These names were very uh, original, but they, I'm going to say between the two, I'm trying to remember which one Selena was on, because you got to love Selena.
2: It's
1: probably the biggest Tex-Mex artist that there was who... She she was the first artist I honestly remember singing in both English and Spanish.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No one was a hater about it, I guess, if you want to say, like, no one was like, why is she singing in English? And no one was like, why is she singing in Spanish? She,
2: that
1: was, that was what we needed at the time, I think. Someone who understood both, both cultures, both languages. Um, in that time which was like the early 90s
0: how big was she like how how would you describe it
1: <sighs> she was probably so this is where i feel bad because sometimes i wonder where j-lo would be without selena's death
0: right because she was in the famous tv the movie. movie
1: she yeah. so there was a movie made about selena's life and uh j-lo portrayed her and she uh, did a great job but selena so like a cross like so. between
0: like Michael Jackson and Madonna.
1: <laughs> she could even be called Spanish. like the Beyonce of of our time. Like she had the outfits, she had the songs, she had mm-hmm. the she was an entertainer, you know, she was real, she was beautiful in a way where I guess you you hear a lot about that now. You know, like everyone's beautiful and doesn't matter like yeah. what you look like, and you even see it with dolls now and images. They're changing what beauty is, and it was it was nice to see someone, cheesy but it's true that looked like me to be mm-hmm. so great, like so wonderful and entertaining and out there.
0: Were you really aware of? I guess being Mexican, being in in America at the time, did oh, Selena 100%. make it? Yeah.
1: I, so I grew up right in the small town I mentioned, called it Little Mexico, but I love it for it. And the thing is, though, I would go get on the bus every day, kindergarten through 11th grade, and I would take the bus ride to the next town over. And that school was probably 85% Caucasian.
0: Mm -hmm. It was like on the beach, right? I yeah it Chicago. was right
1: yeah it was right next to the beach um the reason i even attended that school was when my two older siblings came uh when they came from mexico uh they knew zero words in english so my mom it was recommended that she actually sign them up and see if they would get approved because it was out of their school area mm-hmm. uh just because they had such a great ESL, English as a Second Language Program. So my mom did it. They went there. The next brother went there. My sister went there. And the thing is, by the time they hit junior high, so they only went there for elementary, by the time they hit sixth or seventh grade, it, they came back to Watsonville and continued school in Watsonville. And I think part of the reason was they were so close in their ages. It's like, oh, my brother's are. Oh, my sister's there. Like, it, it made sense. But mm-hmm. when I came around, I had no one left in school for me to want to be with or that it made sense for my parents to have, all right, let's have everybody in one school or one district. It was the same district, sorry. So one area. And my mom was like, fine, you can keep going, but you have to ride the bus. I was like, deal. I want to stay with my friends. I want right. to. And looking back, I, I definitely was influenced. I it It shaped me. How so? I I realized it kind of goes into, like, the next wave of music. I mentioned I had two older brothers. And as I got, like, from elementary, junior high, and into high school, my taste in music was far from Spanish. I think the Spanish I would listen to was probably Shakira. You know, like... <laughs> But part of it was because I was influenced by, oh, what's everyone else listening to? And I want to listen to it. Um, And my brothers actually got me into Metallica and Iron Maiden. Oh, really? (laughs) And my mom actually sometimes would say like, okay, this is actually a good thing. She was happy that my siblings were listening to something other than rap hip-hop because she associated that to gangs mm. and it the area that we lived in at the time in Watsonville and to this day it it definitely has activity it definitely wasn't the safest and music my brother's choice in music kind of kept them out of that scene and more kind of neutral you can mm-hmm. even call it
0: Oh, this, are we to the, to the second thing now?
1: I, I think we are. Okay, let's, did, so did this, is this a song? about my childhood?
0: No, no, I mean, it, we're, we're kind of progressing through there. So is it time for your second touchstone? Is this a song? I don't know if
1: I have any song. Oh. You really want me to name a Limp Bizkit
0: song, right? No, is no, that, no. That's what we're trying to do? No, you, ch- <laughs> you chose stuff. I, I just thought you were, like, ready to talk about uh, what your second choice was.
1: I, I think I am. Okay. I think, you know, I'm going into my, you put in, you put young adult. Um, (laughs) I wrote down TRL total request line on, on MTV. (laughs) And that's gonna, and I, and I, and that was it. Like me get running home to make sure I was there by three 30. So I can watch, Mm -hmm. you know, cable TV. It was, it was what's, What's, who's going to be number one, who's Mm -hmm. on the top 10, who, and I mentioned this to you when I, when I messaged you, like, yeah, I wanted to go to Times Square and I wanted to make a poster and wave it and be called up to the stage or to the studio. I'm sorry that I don't have a a follow-up saying that happened, but it didn't. But just, I guess, watching that show, it, it gave, it was variety, but it was popular music and, you know. That's that's that. I think one that stood out when I was thinking about like TRL, TRL was Eminem. Why did he stand out? I don't know. I think he was just so different. He was one of the first, not one of the first, but one of few white guys trying to mm-hmm. do the rap and hip hop scene. So I think that was what was probably more appealing. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is interesting. And yeah. he had a story.
0: Oh, definitely. And so TRL mid nineties, late nineties, which one? Is
1: it? I think it's early, two thousands, late nineties, maybe. Cause
0: I, I remember maybe late nineties, actually. I remember getting MTV. I think we moved to where I kind of grew up and went to high school and stuff like that. And it was the first time ever that we had cable TV. And I have a really distinct memory you know, of seeing like Nirvana's nevermind. And it's, um, it's kind of funny just how influential mtv was to all the kids that you know not just not just for like trl but you know it had headbangers ball which you know like my you know metal friends listened to or and they had 120 minutes with all the alt rock stuff and they had all the grunge music and they had a little bit of reality tv but it wasn't so much it was like you know it was I still <laughs> exactly, and then a little bit of real world or whatever. Uh, but that's funny. So TRL. So you would rush home off the bus from from your school from your nice uh, preppy school. To so go watch your preppy t- <laughs> watch your preppy TV show. Couldn't wait. Is that kind of yeah,
1: yeah, more or less? And you know what? Right now, that you mentioned the MTV part,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, DVR obviously didn't exist, but VHS did
0: oh did and you record it
1: my no 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 it wasn't even me so when i said my brothers influenced me sometimes it was mm-hmm. just because they literally would i probably i wonder if this is part of what helped me learn how to read they would write down what they wanted me to record when they weren't home he's like if you're gonna watch tv this is the rule and they'd have the vhs ready with the blank tape or the tape ready to go and if a certain music video would come on And one that for sure, 100%, I remember, like, being ready was I'm Just a Girl. (laughs) I was like, I don't care if you don't want this one, but I want it, so I'm going to record it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so no doubt, for sure, I remember recording that. But they, that was a thing. The MTV played the music videos, and they didn't pay me. I think I was just allowed to watch their television because I was recording their music.
0: So Yosenia, yes. I came prepared as a kind of an interlude. I have a quiz for you. Okay. And this quiz is titled the ultimate TRL Quiz. Are you ready? Oh, I don't know. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What was the voting hotline number?
1: Oh God.
0: Do you remember it off the top of your head or do you need some choices?
1: I need some choices.
0: Okay, 1 800 Vote MTV, 1 800 MTV for TRL, 1 800 Call MTV, or 1 800 Dial MTV.
1: What was the last one?
0: 1 800 Dial MTV.
1: Ah, uh, shoot. I don't remember. I'm going to say number two.
0: Wrong. It was 1 800 Dial MTV. Did you ever dial one? it? Yeah, it was the last one
1: no i don't remember if i did as you were asking the question like did i even call did you or did or I was just it just there?
0: like was it just like a dream to get there one day and just yeah and screw the
1: calling I'm just gonna go all the way <laughs> just take me up there to the studio please
0: and so he he brought people up there and just like they just hung out and just danced around to videos right or so like-
1: so they had like a little audience mm-hmm. um and the way it was i remember uh, carson daly is the host or was a host and he would he wouldn't just bring artists music artists sometimes he'd bring if there was like a movie happening or whatever whatever was happening at the time obviously he'd bring them on interview them for like a minute or whatever but for the most part it was just showing you know the top 10 um, and the background was Times Square. It was b- just mm-hmm. big windows, and the background was Times Square. And then they take a peek and look at it down at the fans in the cold sometimes. And depending on maybe how crazy the fan was or how cool their sign was, you'd have the whoever, whichever famous person was there, like pointing, like bring that person up. Mm-hmm. And then the person <laughs> would be like me, you know, waving their hands like shocked. And I was ready. I, I knew, well, yeah.
0: I know you thought about this. Did you want to? do you remember what your TRL fantasy was? Because you probably played it through your mind. I know you did because I've done something similar with other stuff, not <laughs> in terms of TRL. So, Yusenya, you get there. You're in Times Square. What does your sign say?
1: Oh, God. What, what did my sign yeah. say?
0: Right? Is that what you... You had your sign. You know what? Probably like
1: something super cheesy and, like I mentioned, Shakira, I was all about her for sure. Mm-hmm. About my hips not lying. I know whatever was going on with with that i don't think i had one you didn't okay of. So you, no. no you didn't like you didn't like so
0: you get up there and you're standing right next to carson <laughs> do, do you keep it together or do you kind of kind of break you start crying a little bit
1: um i tend to get really bright red so that probably would have just been like the whole my whole my the whole scene with my with my face okay. on national television just and all
0: of a sudden you just like blurred out a swear <laughs> word or something
1: <laughs> that's yeah you know being the good uh mexican catholic i was just let it out not, again national hey mom and probably yeah. hey mom
2: yeah
0: yeah like, hey, sure, hey,
1: for oh. sure. <laughs> gotta show love
0: okay here's the next question who was the first artist to ever perform on trl NSYNC perform. Perf- okay. Yeah. Sorry. Perform. Yeah. NSYNC performing Tearing Up My Heart. Garbage performing Special. Usher performing My Way. Aaliyah performing Are You That Somebody? Backstreet Boys performing I'll Never Break Your Heart.
1: I'm the worst fan ever. <laughs> I'm going to go with NSYNC.
0: You're right. You're right. Okay, Britney Spears had the most videos at number one with fifteen. Which oh. artist? Yeah, which artist comes in second? Eminem, Christina Aguilera, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, or Destiny's Child? I'm
1: gonna go with Backstreet Boys.
0: Wrong. It's NSYNC.
1: Is it. Oh, yeah. I should have just. Mm. That's crazy think, that Britney I Spears
0: think... had fifteen number one videos. I don't she, remember. Okay
1: another mtv thing they used Mm -hmm. to have making the video and not just britney they had everybody on there i feel like different artists showing what they were doing to make their videos and she was definitely on it a few times so yeah that makes sense 15 videos good for her
0: Ink was like the number two act it looks like on this show they were second with 11 number one videos and man justin Timberlake's looking a little young
1: just a little curly hair got the blonde tips
0: yep okay what's uh what's another one that's not britney spears or nsync because most of them are
1: i'm telling you it wasn't the best day best years but at the same time i don't (laughs) regret them and they shape me they shape me bob okay we're
0: gonna do we're gonna do one more were you a Uh, destiny's child fan
1: uh not really Yes, I want to say okay, what? I don't know. What's the question? Or would you or do you want to oh, okay. you something uh, else? In 2001,
0: Destiny's Child is part of the TRL tour. Which of the following artists was also part part of the tour? O-Town? What is O-Town? Or, were they another, like, oh, OK, mm. Alicia Keys, mm. Craig David, Willow Ford mm. and Eve.
1: One and, other of these people.
0: Yeah, I've only heard of Alicia Keys. Yeah.
1: Let's go with O... No, that's a weird mix. Does the and O-Town? Nah, why not? Let's do O-Town.
0: It's Eve. Okay. Sorry about that.
1: That's all
0: right. And yeah, that's your ultimate TRL quiz. Cool. Congratulations. All right, let's go to... Your third touchstone. So you've escaped. Okay. Have you escaped the Central Coast yet?
1: Uh, no. My no, after call, I'm Bob. Please, I went to school over the hill, which is here in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. uh, only like a, an hour or so drive. So I lived at home. I would drive to drive to the university come back, do that, depending on the schedule, either twice a week, three times a week. I lived so close to home that when I suggested moving away, I was like, oh, I'll move over there, grab a week, you know, grab a side job, a part-time job. My mom, like, gave me, like, I don't even know if it's called a lecture, but almost a zone being like, oh, oh, you think, you think you, a a saying in Spanish is, you think, demandas." And to mandar is to order. So she would basically like, oh, you think you own yourself? You think you tell yourself what to do? <laughs> and part of the big reason was she was supporting me. Like she was helping me pay for school. Right. Help, you know, like I was, if I did have a part-time job, it wasn't enough. So with that said, I was still under my parents' roof. I mean, I had a few things against me, a Mexican, the youngest, and a female.
0: And, so and Let's get into that a little bit more. Cause that's interesting. So, so mexican how is that going against you uh
1: i mean tradition culture um i mean i was raised catholic i wasn't i don't i didn't really practice it as much mm-hmm. the farthest i got was my first communion but it was whether you're catholic or not if you're mexican it's just part of like the values more or less where it's what 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 do ladies do and ladies don't do that and
0: ladies stay at home and ladies, they drive an hour each way.
1: Yes, you're gonna we need to know where you are at night every night. I still have voicemails from my dad on my on my phone that I'm so glad I, I saved because I listen to them and laugh now. But at the time he would leave like threatening calls like at nine p.m. Like, Yesenia, if you're not home by nine thirty, we're gonna lock the doors and i'm like wait what why are you locking the doors and i didn't have a key or something and just like freaking me out like i gotta get home right now and everyone else's curfew was like midnight and i was like this sucks like i this is why i have no life this is why i was (laughs) my dream was to be on Terrell. I was like this can happen i can do this (laughs) and then
0: the youngest
1: the youngest
0: so you're the baby
1: so I'm the baby my of course my siblings think i'm spoiled and you get mm-hmm. everything you want but you went
0: to the white kids school where all the I farmers went the kids, kids
1: go yeah where all the what
0: all the farmers kids went right because all...
1: <laughs> there was actually some but i don't know i don't know what these uh, there was a lot of educators so yeah. the friends i ended up to this day they're still my We're. St- I, I don't really have college friends i have more high school friends mm-hmm. and a lot of their parents were educators who I'm very thankful for because they were very supportive and I basically would get like an extra set of counseling or support, like, hey, you what do you have you signed up for this test? You should probably take this test. I'm like, I don't know. Mom, this they told me to take this test. <laughs> like, you know, my parents didn't know any better. So right. I just got lucky, hung out with the right people, and that really that really helped me out.
0: Did you kind of feel some pressure being the youngest and the first to kind of go to college to succeed.
1: I felt the pressure. I think part of it's just my personality. Mm -hmm. I was a perfectionist. I never wanted to either be late or miss school. Like I, I needed that perfect attendance. I was that kid. Okay. I, and I think part of it was maybe because, uh, I love my family. It wasn't, you know, every family has their situations and mine was definitely not, it had, it was dysfunctional at times where I, I liked having order. I liked knowing that school was some, some order in my life. So I would do my best in it because I didn't Mm want to mess that up. You know, other things weren't great. My parents were separated at a time. My, again, just the age gap between my siblings and I, I don't think living in the rough neighborhood as much, I I think it was still a good community, Uh, but that sometimes even just identity wise, when I mentioned the school I went to, when I mentioned wanting to like being 85%, going to school, that's 85% Caucasian. I, I didn't mention this actually. I just remembered in high school one lent so you know during um right before easter 40 days that you give up something in the catholic religion Mm -hmm. as like a sacrifice my family was like you are not speaking english in this household my spanish was so shitty like it was so bad it was embarrassing so my parents were like i think it was junior year of high school they're like you're not speaking English like this we don't even understand you. I'm like what? I know how to speak Spanish. This is what are you talking about?
0: Yeah, you're like, and... ¿Qué pasó? like yeah.
1: <laughs> more or less. I was yeah. it was like Bob Spanish, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm glad they did. I'm glad they like whether I accepted it or not, I was like, okay, like I don't know if I have a choice, but I can't speak English in the house. And I realized part of it was because I was choosing not to speak English. I needed, I needed to work on my, I'm sorry. I was choosing to speak Spanish and I was, I realized I was trying harder to get my English right. Hmm. And I didn't know how to find the balance. And at school I didn't have as many Spanish speaking friends. So it's not like I was, you know, whether it was Spanglish or Spanish or whatever, it what I I didn't have that, and at home, my siblings all spoke English, spoke English, so I just spoke English to them. My parents spoke Spanish, but I guess I spoke enough Spanish to get by, but not actually have conversations.
0: Well, you're also like a that. high schooler. It's not like you have conversations with your parents. Well, yeah, parents exactly. Anyways, so, so
1: my priorities were all over the place.
0: It's probably easier not Fighting understanding <laughs> them at all. You know? <laughs> and they probably they probably just didn't think anything. They're like, she's just being a high schooler. And you're just like, ugh. Yeah. Whatever. How do you say whatever in Spanish?
1: As you're saying, it was like, "How do you say whatever?" Yeah.
0: Um, what, what would you say if you're like you're just like a sulking high schooler, and they're just like, "Hey, how is school today?" Whatever, mom. <laughs> what, what would I you would say?
1: probably say, "Gosh, what would I say if my mom were to ask me that?" Like, "¿Qué te va? Uh, o menos. Probably say like, "Ah, oh, whatever." Like, Get "So-so."
0: Yeah, and like, if if you spice that up enough, they're just like, "Okay." She's oh. she still has to be like, maso man, you know, like.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't give attitude. I was respect. I was very respectful though. Like yeah. regardless oh, of yeah, but that was just because my parents were so strict. So yeah, I'm very yeah. Going back to you asked about. Um,
0: oh, your third thing. What's your third thing?
1: Was that what right. we were going to? I
0: think. Oh, so. you
1: asked... Okay, so being Mexican, being the youngest, oh, yeah. and being, being a female. girl. Yes. So. I, I I definitely thought I would be taking care of my parents because since I was born later in their life, they're they're older. I you know they're close to seventy, and I definitely see it. And it's bittersweet. Like I love that I still have them, but I would think about this before when they were still you know when they were in their fifties. I was like, oh man, they're going to get older. Like who's going to take care of them? And if you think about, like, if you go to look at traditional Hispanic families, more or less the youngest person tends to end up being who takes care of mm-hmm. of their elderly parents. So I thought that was going to be, and who knows, I mean, it still can be, I don't know the future, but they were just very strict. My older siblings, it's so much shit that I think sometimes they were traumatized and it was either a reason for them to be super Tough on me, or give me some like, you know, loosen up a little bit. So it was a little bit of highs and lows, but I, yeah, I just, I again, I was till I was left the house when I was twenty eight. I still had a curfew.
0: Oh really?
1: Yeah. They like if I, might I was have to gonna, bring that
0: for my own girls. Yeah, I'm like
1: <laughs> giving you ideas. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them it's the Mexican, and you like listen, really? girls. <laughs> I, your like, heritage
0: i do have to admit that i have said stuff like why would my girls ever want to leave here you know like
1: <laughs> they're still young though
0: so i still got time yeah, okay you got what's your time. what's your third thing then
1: uh okay so i i got into a time where i was more into like house music probably edm and then more and got started getting into hip-hop So I wrote down the three things that came up to me like the three artists I wrote down were Above and Beyond which is like definitely EDM house music. J. Cole which I feel his lyrics and just his ability to be genuine um, in in what he has to say and what he has to rap about and then
0: the last one
1: was
2: Stromae, which is, I think he's Belgian, but he raps in French. Yeah. And I've
0: seen
1: all of them in concert.
0: Really. Were you like going into the Bay Area, going to Raves and stuff?
1: Back to five minutes ago, I had a curfew. So oh, no, but when you're
0: twenty-nine, like you're twenty nine. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, I remember you know what? It's I definitely needed I definitely needed to learn self-control. The times I did go out, it was a shit show because I didn't I didn't know how to control myself. I was like, I'm free. I'm not gonna go home till tomorrow. <laughs>
0: moved out at 29 you're Mm -hmm. like no more curfew for me and did you did you you stayed around there though right is that when you went to Capitol or whatever
1: yeah so i actually did i think the first time i moved out but i i moved back home only after like a year Mm -hmm. maybe i was 27 27 and then move back home because it's freaking California. And I just, you know, it's, it's so wasn't making the million. Yeah, I wasn't making the big bucks just yet. So, I was like, I got to move back home. My parents were stoked. They were, like, open arms. Where We missed you. Like, why, why are you an idiot? Why are you doing that? Why are you wasting money? And I'm like, it's called experiences, mom. And she just, yeah, wasn't having it.
0: And then she's like, um, you got to be home at nine. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly like glad to have you home we we locked the doors at nine yeah. um but then when i moved into capitola what was the question like what, what what did i do with my myself or what did i
0: yeah i don't even remember what the questions but i do have a question uh kind of a follow-up when you're talking about affording how to live as someone who's never really i've never really lived in california but i've looked at prices of houses and stuff like that at times like you know i've had moments where i had the option of living out there but the sticker shock i mean holy moly um and especially even the town that you're from which you know you're you're talking about it even with everything that you're saying like it's a it's an agricultural community uh the housing the houses aren't that great but dang it's more expensive than austin you know how do (sighs) how do people hang on there you know especially you know thinking about especially a lot of the like the laborers that live in that area
1: to be honest i think you don't see a lot of you know uh, just two parents and like a couple kids in these homes you see multiple families or older adults still with the parents uh to make ends meet um
0: you just have to dial into a house
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Especially. And, and this is something that growing up was normal. Like I didn't think was weird Mm -hmm. until I started going to other people's homes. I was like, wait, it's just your parents and like your sibling, that's it. Where that was, that was my house. But as we got older, as soon as, you know, my brothers started having their partners and then kids, they didn't move out right away. Like they definitely took their time. And it was because it was so expensive. So it's, I think it's normal to see more than one family in a home.
0: So we're getting out of your EDM phase and to where you are now. What did you choose? Yes, yeah.
1: Okay. I I chose a song for this one. And the reason is because I recently had my wedding. And
0: Yeah, sorry I couldn't uh, attend. I wasn't invited, but
1: <laughs> I it's okay. Next time. <laughs> Cuz this was only our third wedding basically. We we long story. But anyways, we finally Wait, had this celebration. You got married
0: 3 times?
1: <laughs> well, Just... it's the same guy, yeah. different people. We got it's our anniversary is coming up October twelfth. We're gonna have our one year anniversary. We went to the courthouse Santa Cruz courthouse, and we got married. Uh, my sister was our witness. It was short and sweet, and I think both of us were happy with it.
0: But I've I've been like, good job.
1: Yeah, literally, like this is this is great. But for sure, the family and his side of the family were like. So you're gonna. So my my husband's from jordan so his family was having talks like so when's the wedding in jordan mm. and my parents were like well when's the wedding here and then my mom even throws well should we have one in mexico too and i'm like oh my god what have we done
0: like are you having like a tour like a trl tour with uh, eve <laughs> and like <laughs> going to jordan and mexico and Yes. I,
1: I, had to, I had to fulfill that fantasy one way or another. So <laughs> um wedding tour. Uh, so we got married October 12th. And then in December of last year, we also went to the mosque. And it was a simple, but we had our Islamic ceremony as well. Uh, my husband's Muslim. And that was our second quote unquote marriage or wedding. And then the most recent one was just the the party, the fiesta. We finally had, we were able to have his family come to the States. Oh, for a family? lot of them, yeah, for a lot of them, it was their first time. And on my end, none of my family from Mexico made it, but for the, a lot of cousins and family and friends from here in California, did were able to make it. And our first dance was Found You by Alabama Shake.
0: And so your in-laws came from Jordan. Was this like kind of a proper Mexican fiesta they were treated to?
1: Mm, so it's funny because, well, I don't know if it's funny, but growing up, I did not envision what my wedding day would look like, mm-hmm. which could have been good or could have been bad, given it was very hard at times to plan what we were doing. We both had ideas of what we wanted. We both knew we wanted both our cultures integrated in some part of the wedding. But the feedback we got from friends and family was that it was, it was us, which what I think that they meant by that is there was, the music was very important to us. And he had a list of Arabic songs he wanted played. There was quote unquote belly dancing happening. Um that I wish I would have practiced sooner because a lot of his cousins pulled me out in the spa and we're doing their little like hip thrust thing. And I was like, holy shit, how do you do this? (laughs) (laughs) There's an audience. Just go with it. But then we also had uh, Spanish music, salsa and cumbias and, you know, a little flavor and then just English music, you know, things that we like, some hip hop and Songs that I think we both knew like growing up that we had heard here and there that were like, I'm trying to think if there's anyone, any particular specific song, but it was, we got really lucky with our DJ because we were like, how's this guy going to pull it off? We obviously had to hand him the Arabic songs, but it was, it was, it was great.
0: It sounds like it sounds like a good time. How many people were there?
1: I think 150. Wow. Trust me, a lot of cousins didn't make it.
0: Oh, a lot. On both sides, right? A lot of cousins on both sides. A
1: lot. And it's not that I wouldn't have wanted them there, but it was, it would, yeah, it just, it was, it's expensive. Weddings are very expensive. That's yep. another thing. <laughs> yeah. um, we'd like to buy a home someday. So it was like full on wedding, invite all 500 people, or we're going to kind of narrow it down here. And you no, know, like everyone
0: was... gets one taco. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, day. no.
1: There was food for days.
0: Yeah. There was, oh, I'm sure.
1: Yeah. All the things that matter food, music, dancing. Oh, and it was a dry wedding.
0: Oh, yeah, because uh, uh, most family was, it, it is Muslim.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we respected that. Uh, my brothers probably had a bar in their trunks, but whatevs.
0: got uh, like, what you gotta do. Out the back, they're just like, oh, mm-hmm. I, did I show you something like <laughs> a job or something? <laughs>
1: that is highly accurate of probably what was going on <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man and so you went to jordan right just once or have you been there multiple times
1: no not just once uh those cool pictures i sent you of petra
0: oh yeah um, that's right
1: that was that You're was indiana
0: it. jones out there
1: my indiana jones with my uh donkey experience <laughs> mm-hmm. i really wanted to ride a camel but we paid for a donkey instead and That took us so we went to Jordan last August. We did a layover in Istanbul, um, in Turkey, that was really neat for a weekend. And then we finally hopped over to Jordan, and I was there for about two weeks. And while we were there, um, a lot of family it just happened to be AID, which is like a a celebrate, it's a holiday they celebrate after Ramadan 70 days later. So there was a lot of tea drinking, a lot of Turkish coffees, a lot of cookies, a lot of good food, a lot of lamb, and that's when I we actually got engaged. And it was a total surprise because I did not know the language. So everything was happening right under my nose.
0: Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> He's like talking and you're just like, "Hey, what's going on? This lamb's good." And you're like, "What? We're what?" Like,
1: yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. There was times when he, he didn't even make sense when he translated, but I was like, mm, "Cool, I'm in Jordan. It's all good."
0: So, what's something that um, surprised you going to Jordan?
1: Um, I don't know if you've been to Guadalajara in Mexico before.
0: I stay in it's the US. A, it's I it's... stay in God's <laughs> country.
1: <laughs> Got it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's like metropolitan at times. It's a big city. <laughs> but so as we went, he's, he's from the capital. Mm-hmm.
2: So Amman
1: is the capital of Jordan and driving around there at times, I seriously felt like I was in Mexico. I it's just chaotic.
0: Is that just, what you're...
1: Yes. It's, it's chaotic. You have culture wise, you have the people, the colors, artisan, like the art, the local stuff, you go to different parts of the city and some were a little more old town, more like um, they literally called it old downtown and new downtown. And I feel like that's the same thing. You have parts of it that are super modern and then parts of it that it's like, this is history. Mm -hmm. And, but I guess it kind of, it did. It shocked me in a good way. I was like, Oh wow. Like I, I don't feel like I'm too far from, what I can call home or what I've been to or what I know. Yeah. So I didn't know the language minor detail. Um,
0: and so they came, but, so his family came over here. Do you know anything that really surprised them about coming to the U S coming to California?
1: Um, how expensive everything was, <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh,
1: just like, uh, I, like yeah, a
0: coffee yeah. or something. They're like, how much is a coffee? Like, <laughs> We ate a
1: lot at home, actually, and I'm really glad because their yeah. food's amazing. But probably, you know, honestly, yeah, I, I want to say that was probably one of the top things. Like, it's expensive in the Middle East, but they were just like, you think about it, and this is their holiday. This is their vacation. So they didn't hold back, thankfully. Like, I think they came prepared because Mo prepared them for, like, the six months leading up to it. Like, all right, well you know keep
0: saving like if you saving. want it, yeah. if you want to go to carl's jr you're going to have to keep saving <laughs>
1: um but i think something else is probably the culture here in regards to the diversity mm-hmm.
0: um so they are thinking they thinking just white america and they came into california and they came right into little, little mexico
1: oh they came into the melting pot of san jose San Jose is like over a million people. And whatever food you want, whatever you're, you know, we were filling that night, the fact that they could have it or we could go to anything from like, like you just said, from Santana Row, which is, you know, pretty fancy schmancy spot here in San Jose, to Little Mexico to visit my family. It was, yeah, it was, I think, to them. Oh, oh, this is a big one. The forest, the woods, it freaked them out. So Mo rented a Airbnb to be closed to the venue the night before the wedding for the weekend. And they ended up opting not to stay there the wedding night to come back all the way to San Jose from Santa Cruz because they were freaked out. They're like, it's so it's so dark here. And there's so many trees and it's, it's why, like, where are we? Meanwhile, Mo was messaging me like, I think it's great. Like, you can see the stars. It's so nice. Now. <laughs> like, it's beautiful. But it's funny. It just <laughs> threw them off. They were just like, this is too, this is too earthy for us or too <laughs> out there. Like, but it's like, I guess I, I can see how it could freak them out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not no, not being from the area and it's a little more secluded.
0: And they're very, in they're city dwellers. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 They're actually, like, I mean, I know from what my husband's told me, they're actually, his parents are from Palestine. And the town that they're from, it's very rural, very countryside type of thing. But they would only visit. They didn't actually technically grow up there. So, yeah, they're they're city folk.
0: And then they go out to the, the big, the big. Forest. And they have redwoods
1: all around them. And they're like, we ain't <laughs> hugging nothing.
0: Yeah, there's a bear over there. We're out. <laughs> so we we've gone through all four things. Is there anything else that you were thinking of that you kind of wanted to talk about too? That you're Let thinking me see. of, like duvas like or starters jackets or?
1: Um, I wrote down one thing that I wrote down here, and it's not that I don't like it. Uh, I just I think again, just because my brothers were into their heavy metal. My parents were, I know they love music, but they were very hard workers. I don't remember necessarily them technically playing music, but if we ever had like barbecues or in Spanish, carnazadas, I don't know if that's, you should be familiar with that term, Bob. Being, being part Mexican, you should know what carnazadas are, which are Mexican barbecues. There was always banda and mariachi. I didn't appreciate that music. I, I feel like I appreciate it when I was really young and I didn't start appreciating it until I was, you know, older too, like post college. I think I just didn't necessarily know how to relate to it, but it it just had to do a lot with the language. I I ended up double majoring and one of them was Spanish and I The language, I fell in love with it because not to just, it was a challenging uh, major, by the way. Uh, The grammar is one thing, but also just like the phonetics, the history, the stories, the literature. And listening to the lyrics, listening to the music, not just the rhythm and the beat, but the lyrics, actual lyrics. I had more appreciation for it, I think, as I got older and to this day.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you definitely came around and just re-embraced that side of you. Like you kind of you grew up obviously very Mexican, you know. Then you kind of went way you overcompensated a little bit too much until you couldn't speak Spanish again, and then you <laughs> and then you found a way to incorporate both parts, you know, both parts into one whole. Yesenia. is that kind of correct?
1: I, I think so. I think I think that's why. Going back to like my husband, I think one thing that we share is love for music and not just one genre or one artist or one type. I can tell him, hey, I like this person. I'm going to buy his tickets and he's going to go and vice versa. One thing I noted is, I don't know if you've ever heard of Tegan and Sarah. They're
0: like, I have. I, I mean, I think I've, I, I know of, I'm familiar.
1: I want to, maybe they're like indie indie. Indie pop or indie rock. I don't know. No, maybe indie pop. I mean, I remember listening to them in high school and I got to see them once in concert maybe six, seven years ago. And a friend reached out who's going to be in the area and she's like, Hey, Tegan and Sarah are going to be in San Francisco. Want to come? And I was like, Yeah. She's like, Should I buy Mo a ticket? I was like, Yeah, I'll buy him a ticket. And when I was like, Hey, you're going to this concert, he was just like, Great. Can't wait. Like, I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do, but down so the more venues we can see the more mu- different artists there's all one thing about going to live shows is we've ended up being able to hear and listen to new music because they'll bring obviously like an opener or something and sometimes that's how we end up hearing other people and
0: yes Inia. I think we're at the end of the show today thank you so much for being on I hope you had a it's... good time
1: It's been a pleasure. I mean, you took me definitely down memory lane. Um, I didn't stress at all. Uh, No, it was (laughs) was fun. It was fun.
0: fun. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for, for helping me. You know what? It was, again, it was nice going down memory lane, but I appreciate you inviting me the, to the podcast and for listening.
0: Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. The Aging Hipster is produced and edited by Bob Serrano. You can follow me on Twitter at Bob Serrano5. I have six followers, so I'm very popular, as you can tell. Email me at aginghipsternetwork at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean. Please rate and review. Only leave kind reviews, please. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great night.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no,